Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of EMC2Learning.com, the greatest community of educators around. Definitely, definitely check out the good work that's happening there. We keep dropping all sorts of resources. We are rounding the corner of 500 resources. We are we actually smashed that. We've blown past that. And we're dropping new resources. I think this past week we added something like 15 new resources, all centered around the idea of big sheets that you can use in your classroom. Uh, 12 different activities that revolve around kind of those posted sheets or butcher paper uh, definitely check these out. They're so awesome. And they get kids kind of off screens onto the paper working together. And it is just awesome. All right. Today's episode, I can't believe we are on season six, episode 46. We are a few away from six years complete and onto the year seven. That's crazy. I mean, never thought that was happening. All right. Today's topic, as you saw from the show, uh, as you clicked, is traditions. Uh, this one jumped out at me, actually, because at the time of recording this, this is my daughter's birthday weekend, and she turned 12. Jeez, uh, that does mean when we started this, she was six. That's crazy. Thank you, everyone, for being part of this journey uh, together. But nonetheless, I was thinking about traditions, right? Birthdays come with their own traditions, right? And some of them are kind of cultural traditions, right? The the birthday cake, kind of everybody, for the most part, gets that, unless you have a unique family tradition that goes with something else. My daughter chose dirt cake, for those of you that are wondering out there, and put all the gummies in there. It was awesome. And <clears throat> then I got to thinking, you know, there are unique family traditions around that. So for my family, something my daughter and I started was this idea of there's B-Day for birthday. Then we have Z-Day. Z-Day is the last day that you are what you are. So uh, yesterday was her Z-Day. We actually had her party on Z-Day. and But it doesn't always line up that way. And... You kind of celebrate this fact. You you look back with gratitude on the accomplishments made, where you where you, how you've grown, uh, and you celebrate it. You know, it doesn't have to actually be like a birthday party with friends, but I mean, maybe you go out to dinner, maybe you make something special. You definitely talk about it being her Z day, and it's a it's a great marker, right? Because we're looking back before we look forward, and I think. As an adult, I have definitely learned the value of seeing the past sort of there for us to sort of reflect on. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think that that's an awesome idea. Uh, Okay, now, uh, next thing I got to talk about here is this idea. We got the Z day and we have that tradition and she reflects. And then you obviously have the B-Day, right? The birthday. And I got to thinking, what traditions do we have around our schools and around our classrooms and, of course, around our games? Because these these things uh, are, are looked forward to, right? They're signposts in our lives. They're rally points for some of our friends and family. So what signposts and rally points do we have? And as a intentional like game 
gamified class in which we are building out experiences for kids, I think there's something to be had here. So definitely, I hope you think through how you can add some of these or what are yours and could you like up them a little bit in terms of the traditions around them. So I was thinking school rite of passages, signposts are, I I teach middle school. So a big one is when they click into middle school, they no longer have to have somebody like walk them to class, right? The teacher's not walking them to class. They're on their own. And that's kind of cool. There's a, there's a level of freedom, a level of like, yeah, I'm mature. I got, I'm, you know, I made it along with that is their own locker. And then I would say sports, at least at our school, there's only certain sports you can take in fifth grade or fourth grade. And then, you know, when you get up to sixth grade, another sport gets added and then seventh has another sport, you know, eventually in high school, you kind of have all the sports options. Uh, so that's kind of a signpost, rite of passage, some, some tradition around that. There's tradition, obviously, around sports in terms of the tradition of going to practice, the tradition of the weekend game, the tradition of tournament play. Uh, these are all things that get kids kind of excited and have us move through our life from tradition to tradition to tradition. So, uh, this is, this is something that I think we could build upon. So then when I think about my game and what traditions exist in and around the game here, I have, I, you know, I jotted down a few before the show started. Uh, I'm going to kind of riff on these, but uh getting into the game is one thing well actually even before that or right around that getting into the game my class in the sixth grade is definitely like known as the class as the grade that does the most gamification and up to that point teachers don't intentionally do gamification at our school um I think if we broke it down, there are doing gamified elements with some simulations and some other things, but I don't think they know it or are intentionally choosing it. But in the sixth grade, all their classes, all their core classes have been gamified on some level. And so there's just immediate rite of passage getting in to sixth grade, right? There's there's an oeuvre, there's this, this feel and this excitement and maybe even a little nervous energy because they they've never done it right and then as they move in to the gamified classroom uh and getting into the gamified classroom is a bit of uh an experience right i do a beginning of the year training camp and kids get all excited and they kind of can't wait to do the training camp they can't wait to finish the training camp they know they're going to get an item as a like rite of passage through that training system. And there's a pomp and circumstance there, even, even if it's light. And I guess that's where I want us to think about where, when we're building these experiences, that light experience is meaningful to them. What might be overlooked by us, because it is the 15th year that I'm doing realm nobles. It's like, Ooh, or, this is their first. How can I make their first their best? Uh, so this idea of getting in pomp and circumstance, you know, making it feel meaningful to them. And that getting that first item is kind of a, a big one through that rite of passage. But then I also want to talk about a little bit another one for me that's a bit of a tradition is when kids unlock sort of the first item. And they're the first in the grade to get it. I definitely like, 
or I shouldn't even say first in the grade, first in the class to get it. I definitely usually take a moment to sort of tell that kid like, okay, okay, Jason, this, you're the first one to get this. So slide it out. And I'm like, let me tell you a little bit about what it does, blah, 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 blah. And it's almost like a magical moment, I guess, between the two of us. And you know, other kids are listening. It's a, it's a neat little moment, a personal moment that I try to sprinkle throughout the year with, with different kids. Right. And then the idea of end of unit for me is a bit of a tradition. I have boss battles now. I've replaced all my review games with the boss battle. Even if I do a review game as a boss battle, like any review game as a boss battle, that's fine too. I'm just saying that this this naming convention, right? This this placeholder that is the boss battle means something to them and they get excited about it. They talk about it. They tell some of their friends about it. You definitely know that they've been told about these because new students coming in, like when I get my new crop of sixth graders, they talk already about the boss battle, even though I haven't, right? So the lore of Realm of Nobles, from items to badges to boss battles, right? To these epic challenges, to these quests that kids go on. All this language precedes the game itself. And you are already building an experience, little like pathways, little foot footways into the game long before they ever touch your class. And this is where I just think traditions and our intentionality around building epic experiences for our students, building that student-centered classroom is so important because look, I have kids already making their way to class. Like I don't even know it right now. There are fifth graders that are making their way towards my class and those little like dirt roads they're coming down eventually become little paved roads to all of a sudden city streets to highways in which they are flying down in my curriculum having a great time in these epic built experiences that intentionality is so important and traditions help us click in a a level of focus that wasn't there maybe on just your day-to-day activity, right? A tradition, you you take greater pause. When you're coming up on, you know, a holiday, you you got to think through those steps. We're coming up here on uh, Thanksgiving, right? And you got to like think about the things you want to get, all the, do you know, do you want to get the turkey? Do you want to get the ham? Do you want to get the, you know, the mashed potatoes and the, all the trimmings and the whatnot and who's making the pumpkin pies? You got to organize all that. You got to think through all that, what house we're at, like, who's going to be where, when they're going to be where. There's a ton of intentionality around that one day. But that one day is something that we hang our hat on, we get excited about, we look forward to, we start having those inroads, those discussions long before that day happens. And I think traditions in our classrooms could and do work that way. I got to tell you, as somebody that has done this already, year over year, it happens. But now you and I have to, I don't know, build in some of that ourselves. We have to realize that, right? A little field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. So I strongly encourage you to think through starting your first gamified experience, even if it's just a unit. That's how I started. And that's kind of my last piece here on these traditions is build in some rally points. Rally points are these kind of big, exciting things that are 
larger than life. Uh, for me, every year, my Greece unit, I have the Olympics and it's a, it's a game with inside a game and it even predates the realm of nobles for me. I've been doing it for that long and kids look forward to it. Talk about things that fifth graders and fourth graders know about. Talk about things that seventh and eighth and even like ninth and 10th graders come back and kind of ask me how Athens is doing in the Olympics, how Sparta doing in the Olympics, right? Because, oh, I was on Corinthians like all the way for the win. Like it's crazy to see, but building these rally points is another thing that can kind of break up the year. And and think about where you're putting those rally points. So for example, my Greek Olympics happens kind of January, February ish. And that is a not great time here in Wisconsin. So to have such a like fun rally point in kind of the doldrums of winter is intentional. So some teachers like build these awesome rally points in terms of like the beginning of the game, the beginning of the year, think of the intentionality you build in around the beginning of the year. But then, you know, you've left the teamwork aside and you've just kind of humdrum gone through the next lesson, next lesson, next lesson. Like don't grind it out to the bitter end. Like build kids up, be laying bricks upon bricks upon bricks to build up an awesome, awesome experience for your kids. That is all we got for today. I want to thank you so much for being part of the well-played community. Hopefully some of you are also engagement engineers over on emc2learning.com. I would love, love for you to help join that community. Uh, We are definitely looking to grow the community and have more educators who are dedicated to building epic experiences in their classrooms, hopefully with ease with a supportive community and hundreds of resources that'll help you get it done. All right, everybody. I hope you have a great day and play on.